This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Hey, you guys, how are you doing today? Say today, today. Today is Wednesday, first of all, if you're hearing this. But not only is it Wednesday, it is also a seat at the table Wednesday. That means we have another local entrepreneur doing their own things, creating their own paths. And I just want to continue to unfold the box for you, right? Again, I don't want to feel like I'm the mom telling you guys this is what entrepreneurship looks like. But really, I want somebody to co-sign like the dad and say, listen to what your mama said. So today, we have none other than Jamicia Harrison, and she goes by J.E., so let's we'll refer to her as J.E. for the rest of this um, podcast. But I have her today, and she is dynamic. I was looking over her um, portfolio. I was stalking her, y'all. I was stalking her on social media, and I've been following her for some time, and I was just like, Huh, I hadn't had anyone on the podcast that really had a perspective of a coach. And in more particular, um, Miss J.E. has a space of like single women. And then also she has she look, she's a serial entrepreneur. She has dainty ladies. You know, she's she's going to try to be humble on here. I'm going to give you all of her accolades. OK, um, and she's just trying to help people. And that's really what we're all trying to do. Right. As entrepreneurs. And I just want to introduce to your bag another person that you might need to be connected with. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I am so honored. I am so honored to be a part. Yes. 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 <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I introduced you, but tell all the people who you are um, and what you do. Yeah. So, of course, as you mentioned, my name is Jamicia Harrison, but I go by J.E., and I am an elder. I am an entrepreneur. I am a consultant, a coach a course creator, a boutique owner. Um, I am the daughter of two amazing people, James and Elaine Harrison, and the oldest uh, sister of Jamika and Jamel Harrison. And I am just somebody that's really trying to propel people to elevate their lives. Right. We'll move to the, the eldest. I'm the I'm the eldest of seven children, so wow. we love the positioning, right? You know, okay. we are the head, okay? <laughs> Girl, even as adults, like, you still just want to, like, strangle them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have all sisters, so you already know it's a situation. So always, 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 yeah, so I love that. How did you get into this space? Like, how did you be, how did you, how did you become an entrepreneur? Like, how did you find your puzzle? Yeah, you know what, honestly... I was talking to one of my mentors um, a couple of years ago and really just trying to figure out what was my unique lane, right? Because we're always seeing people that are in their lanes, they're killing it, they're crushing it. And so as someone who was a minister in church, but then also still feeling like I had a call to the marketplace, really mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to merge those two. And it was really complicated for me because here was opportunities that were falling in my lap, literally. Mm -hmm. And I had no business structure. 
I had no entity. I had no EIN. I had none of that stuff established. Mm. And so I had reached out to one of my mentors and I was like, help me because I did not want to allow these opportunities to pass me by. And so I was trying to figure out how do I merge being a minister and being an entrepreneur? Like, how do I put this together? How do I make it sound right? How do I get the niche quite right? You know, all of those things that we do right and branding and packaging ourselves and he said something something to me that was so simple but it was also so profound he said you don't have to figure out how to merge them they're already Mm. merged within you okay and when it just gave me so much freedom because i was so perplexed on how do i do this and he was like you don't have to you Mm -hmm. already are right so just be what you are (laughs) and just show up as that yeah and and so and so with that just having those opportunities fall in my lap you know I figured it out you know I got with some people that were already kind of operating in certain spaces and was just able to figure it out but Mm -hmm. it was a journey and you know if you're anything like me I am so analytical I overthink everything why are you describing me why are you describing me though oh i'm knocking on your door i'm knocking on your door yes i overthink everything and so it was just one of those moments where i was able to exhale and say you know what janicia you don't have to market and brand everything just right right now just show up as who you are Mm -hmm. and do the best that you can Mm -hmm. and continue to grow and evolve and elevate that's right. So that's how we landed here. Yep. Okay. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, because, you know, it's so crazy. I went to a whole college, got a degree, and I don't know why I thought, like, when I decided to dive into the entrepreneur space, that I was supposed to know all the things. And I was like, if I'm continuing to, one, evolve as a person on a regular basis, right, when I get presented with new information and then process it and then figure out how to implement it in my life, what would make me think that all of a sudden I'm supposed to know all the things about business or how things work. And you keep saying a word that really hits for me is mentorship. And I Mm. think there was a point in time where I've heard some, you know, it, that, that is most definitely a, um, a trigger space for some people because some people are like, Mm -hmm. you don't need a mentor. Some people you say you need a mentor. I think there is something to be said about having a coach, a Mm -hmm. mentor, whatever capacity that looks like that could be somebody you pay to help Mm -hmm. guide you or, someone who wants to take you under their wing or whatever have you, but there's something like, why, why do you want to struggle alone? That's really the question. (laughs) There is something so special and unique about having a coach or a mentor, especially someone that's already operating in a Mm -hmm. space that you desire to be in because Mm -hmm. ultimately here's what they help you do. They help you collapse time Mm -hmm. and they help you avoid pitfalls, Mm -hmm. right? So why not allow someone that has already gone this path that has the wisdom to help you collapse time so it doesn't take you 10 years what it took them 10 years to build? Mm -hmm. Maybe it could take you four or five, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're avoiding those pitfalls. So I am a huge advocate for mentorship and coaching because there's so much that we can gain from that. Exactly. And that's the big point. I did a pod uh, episode, this has been probably a year and a half ago about community and really it was about networking. And I think that some people have a misconception about what networking is. It is not sliding in someone's DMs Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn saying, Hey, look at my YouTube video or um, sending a long paragraph saying, okay, I sell life insurance. Like, Making community and making connections is important, and there's so many different ways to do it, but there is a right and wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my mentors, I, it took me months, months to 
find the courage to approach her and say, hey, I don't got the monies, but I really need you to teach me the things. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, let's, let's that's clear, right. I have paid for some coaches. I have. I yes. Have, in yes. that particular space, I just, I didn't have it and I knew that I needed it. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that I spoke up. What's been one of the easiest things for you in entrepreneurship? Wow. I think one of the easiest things for me has really just being able to take a hit Uh and figure it out. One thing about me, I'm extremely resourceful, right? Uh So I might not know everything, but you give me a computer, connect me with somebody that might know Uh somebody that knows somebody, I will figure it out. Um, And so I think that's probably been one of the easiest things for me when it comes to entrepreneurship. And you said it so well when you were introducing me, because even as I was like really just kind of thinking about um, this opportunity this afternoon, I was like, wow, Janicia, I think you're kind of like into this like serial entrepreneurial space at this mm. point. Because, oh, most definitely. <laughs> most I really definitely. started <laughs> thinking about how many businesses I've started. And the crazy thing is, I literally started a business when I was a teenager, mm. but really didn't realize it or label it as a business. So I've come to realize it's just something that's innate in me. Mm -hmm. It's just something that I have. Right. Right. And so as I grew and I evolved and I understood, I was like, wait, okay, there's a proper structure in which I can do that. That is going to also help people, but it's also going to benefit me. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much um, of an asset we want to be to people, we still need funds so that we're able to operate on the level we want to operate, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, so let me take what I have because a lot of people, a lot of people end up settling. And when I say settling, I mean, they mismanage. There's a mismanagement of their talents, of their gifts, of their anointings, of their skills, because no one has given them the proper blueprint on how you can take those talents, those gifts, that anointing, those skills, and also make it work for them. Right, right. And so that's one of those areas that I am really passionate about and helping people identify that so they don't mismanage that and they don't end up burnt out. That's right. You know, really, we all, especially I find there is a connection of entrepreneurs that I'm making now conceptually in my head as you're talking is that my PR manager told me, but this has been a couple months ago, she said, you are, um, you are an entrepreneur. It's in your bone. She was like, you know, before it's like your conception. I, mm-hmm. I sold Girl Scout cookies. Mm. I sold fruit. <laughs> I sold tickets and nuts and all kinds of things. So I already yeah. like have that spirit within me. And I'm pretty sure since you said at the young age, you know, so there mm-hmm. is something to be said about our leadership, our, you know, and our characteristics of being an entrepreneur. So if you've, if you've had your easiest sections, what's been the hardest thing about being an Ooh, entrepreneur? Wow. I think the hardest thing for me has been able, is trying to figure out how to take what I have and continue to grow it, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you are an entrepreneurial and you have all of these different things that you're kind of juggling, you're really kind of stuck between how do I take a five or six figure business and take it up to a seven figure business, right? Mm -hmm. So what we ultimately have to end up doing, we have to duplicate ourselves. 
Mm. Right. Instead of constantly working in silos, me, myself and I, okay, you're the um, social media strategist, Mm -hmm. you're the content creator, you know, you're the bookkeeper, you're planning, you're trying to do all of those things. And so the thing for me is, okay, how do I take what I have and bring other people alongside of me that can help me take this to the next level? Mm -hmm. Yes. Scaling is always difficult for most entrepreneurs. And when they're in a space of working in their business instead of on their business. Mm -hmm. And um, because one, you know, you're like, no one's going to hold my baby the way that I hold my baby. Right, right. And then also finding people who also have a care of what they do because just because someone's an entrepreneur who's a a virtual assistant or a marketing manager does not mean that they conduct business the way that you need them to in the level that you need to because I I have hired people and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) right um (laughs) working the way I plan exactly (laughs) exactly I totally get that. I totally get that. And I think another area as well is also when you are a serial entrepreneur, really trying to figure out, okay, where do I really need to put the focus? Because there's always so much for us to do. Uh And I think the real intricate part is trying to figure out what is mine to do right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. what business should I really be focusing on and scaling? Because if I can get that right, then that's going to leave me the opportunity in the space to scale the next one. Right, right, right. And so really trying to identify, OK, what's what, in, uh, you know, in my uh, in my just regular register of language, what's the first thing that's popping right now that's going to get me where I want to be? You right, know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. What is popping at this moment that's going to take me there? And then what's the next thing? And so I feel like we really have to begin to identify those areas and begin to maximize what's already in our hands and what's already going well Mm -hmm. so that we are able to scale and we can have, you know, multiple businesses that are seven figure businesses. It Mm -hmm. is possible because people are doing it all the time. And I think Mm -hmm. we just really have to learn how to focus and hone in and realize, okay, I may have to put this to the back burner right now. Doesn't mean I won't come back and get it, but let me scale this business because this is going to open up a door for me to be able to put more time and energy into scaling the next one. Right. My um, mentor had given me a start, stop, and discontinue um, space. What that means is like, I'll, you know, I have an idea of something or I have, you know, multiple offers or something like that. And she's like, this is what you want to start. What do you need to stop? And what do you need to discontinue or go back to the drawing board and revamp Mm. it or, you know, the adjustments to see how people react. So when I first started my business, I offered personal finances, but nobody was buying it. I was trying to show people how to coupon. <laughs> I said, oh, y'all don't want to, oh, y'all want to, oh, y'all don't want to know. Okay, right. fine. We ain't offer this no more. We ain't offering it because you don't want it. <laughs> you know, and that's the other part. She always said, like, don't fall in love. Don't, don't romanticize your business in such a way like you're like, you just want, you kind of like, never let it go you like I don't understand why people aren't buying this I don't understand I'm just like girl let it go and I just like and just and like just realizing too what works for you Mm -hmm. because like even like elevate with JE like it has been a blessing but I am literally only a year and three months in Mm. and yes only a year and three months in we launched at the very beginning of 2021 
Okay. And so I was like, wow, like this has really popped off a little quicker than I thought it was. Okay, mm-hmm. go, let's elevate, you know? Right. So when I started off, I was doing and offering the one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly realized I don't have the time capacity mm-hmm. for that. You know, so yes, people were coming and it was great, but it was overwhelming at the same Mm -hmm. time because I did not anticipate that number of individuals. Right. So then I had to kind of go back to the drawing board Mm -hmm. and like, okay, so what can I do to still serve these individuals, but also make it to where it is compatible with my schedule Mm -hmm. and what I am able to give to them. And so I'm totally for that. And then also at the same time, not feeling like a failure right? because you did have to stop or discontinue and go back to the drawing board. Right. Right. Because sometimes that can make us feel like a failure. Oh man, I started a business and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I had to go back to the drawing board and do this. And, you know, sometimes failure can try to creep in and make you feel like, oh, you're inadequate or you didn't really think this through or you don't have what it takes or this business isn't going to thrive. Like, Mm -hmm. no, most businesses before they end up being successful fail three Mm -hmm. or four times before they actually get it right. Right. You know, so you're in good company. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's okay. I always say, that um, I actually encourage people that I um, walk through their financial spaces of bookkeeping and, and tax strategy um, is that I actually say don't even use the word fear. It's because you you not something not working doesn't mean that it failed. It just means you need to tweak it or it just doesn't work. So it's not yeah. a failure. But, you know, it's like you're again figuring out what works. And that's why I also um, tell people when we create a strategy I was like I don't want you to copy paste what you've seen on social media because that might not work for you we I know mm-hmm. we both know LaShonda yes look her marketing is amazing oh god but you will yes. never catch me <laughs> pointing at no no blank space putting words next to me doing no no hippity hop dance now LaShonda is also I think we're six or seven years we're we're, we're far apart not far apart but we are a part in age. We're still millennials together, yeah. but, but, um, I'm not doing the ticky talks. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I like, I, I enjoy consuming them. I don't want to make them. And I don't think that it actually works for my business model, to be mm-hmm. honest with you again. So mm-hmm. again, um, so I tell people, you know, don't feel like you need to be on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest and something that LaShonda even told me, she's like, pick three platforms and yeah. then figure it out. She's like, because every platform's not for everyone. So I'm on Pinterest, Absolutely. LinkedIn, Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not trying to force anything. I'm trying to find my tribe. I'm trying to find the people who want to connect with me. And like very much like you said too, um, you I um read this book called A Thousand True Fans. So again, I do numbers, you guys. So easy numbers. If you wrote a book, it was ten dollars every quarter, and you had a thousand people, let's do math. That's ten thousand dollars every quarter. That's forty thousand dollars. So again, wow. think of, and that's only one stream of income. If you did a book and then a workbook, then maybe you could charge $20. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing the math, you see very easily, you can make six figures, but you got to do the other work, the marketing, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the um, exposure, the, you know, letting, getting in front of the people. But like you said, it is easy to get to that goal or whatever mm-hmm. your goal might be. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. cause let's be clear. We live in Lynchburg. It doesn't take much money to um now I'm moving to Richmond. Now Richmond rents look different. Yeah, I heard. I yes. Heard. Rich you Richmond know? rents look different. Okay. You a lot different because yes. I'm to it myself, girl. So I'm with you. Okay. I right. But you can you can make fifty thousand dollars in Lynchburg and live very comfortably, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, I think too, sometimes we see other people and I try not to 
Um, I try to encourage people not to be discouraged. Yes, you can like see someone else and they're doing well and you aspire to, you know, have the things that they have or whatever. But let's be clear too. like, let's have a conceptual thought process about where you live too. like, if you live Mm in Idaho, and you watching somebody who lives in Atlanta, Georgia, where they're, you know, mm-hmm. fan- that's a different space, you know, even in Absolutely. Lynchburg, right? You can't mm-hmm. say, um, I want to, you know, you want to live like DC people, but you live in Lynchburg or you live in Amherst. Right. right. Or Appomattox. I mean, let's, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with those it's places. Not, right. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. It's not, uh, it's not. So we just so need to have a conceptual thought process about that as well. Yep. Hey, you guys, we're taking a little break from the podcast to highlight our first sponsored ad. So tune in and make sure you write down the code that's at the end if you want to get a savings with our newest sponsor. Enjoy. Lexi and Lee is a mindful life boutique with capsule statements that can suit any wardrobe selection. When you shop there, you'll find all kinds of unique maker gems like jewelry, home goods, clothing, and accessories. Supporting Lexi and Lee is supporting the downtown community and collection of partnerships with local businesses. Make sure while you're enjoying downtown to stop by Lexi and Lee across from the Farmer's Market on Main Street and give them a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Lexi and Lee. And for an added bonus for your visit in person or online, use the code FANCY to get 20% off your purchase. Again, use promotion code FANCY to get 20% off and let them know Financial Fancy sent you. So true. Where do you, what do you wish you knew before you started beyond like getting your EIN and, yeah. and things of that nature? So what I wish I knew when I started was how, <laughs> it's almost like I don't want to say this, but it's just the truth. Be honest. Like, Look, this, how... <laughs> this is a safe space. This is a safe space. Say it. I, you know, I guess really there's two things. One on the financial end, okay? Mm-hmm. I wish I knew how much the government does not like single people with no kids. Like, Girls, oh talk about my it. goodness. <laughs> my, whoo, my first year in business. Okay, so I am also, I do government contracting. So I'm a consultant. So I have multiple contracts with um, some of the surrounding areas Mm. even up in Richmond as well. And so, you know, my first year, you know, I'm bringing home multiple five figure checks from these contracts. And this is on the side. This Mm -hmm. is my side thing. You know what I'm saying? So as you stated in Lynchburg, that's like, oh, okay. Okay, You know what I'm saying? So not really understanding how all of that was going to work, not keeping track of things, not keeping track of mileage, expenses, all of those things. So when it came time for me to do my taxes, I got a rude awakening. Okay. Like I was in tears (laughs) in the tax because I did not understand how all of it worked. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I really wish I would have done my due diligence with, Mm -hmm. you know, and making sure I understood how that works so that I could have properly tracked everything. So I could have gotten those deductions and things like that. Now, thankfully, I wasn't out here just spending money left and right. So Mm -hmm. I put it aside. So I had it to pay those taxes. Mm -hmm. But still, it would have been so much less if I had the documentation that I needed. Right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I really wish that I realized that my biggest supporters were probably not going to be the people that I knew. Mm. Oh, oh, girl, say that again. That's, <laughs> I told y'all you need to take notes for this this interview. I'm trying to tell you. Yes, like 
your biggest supporters are not gonna always be the people that you know. And so that was a little discouraging, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm one of those individuals that just kind of, you know, brushes myself off, give myself mm-hmm. a pep talk, do what I got to do and keep it pushing. But it was a little discouraging because I was like, but you know me, you know, my character, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm integral, you know, what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So why is it that people that don't even really know me like that are willing to invest but mm-hmm. you that do don't invest to the to the level that I thought. Mm. So that was a little disappointing and a little discouraging. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that just kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. Mindset is a real look. I I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Everybody knows mm-hmm. my story. Like I grew up Pentecostal and now more than ever, I'm about to be 40. When okay. the elders used to say, Lord, keep my mind, I, I resonate with that so much on so many different levels now as a grown up, because the yeah. battlefield of the minds is a real thing. And the oh way that goodness. you talk to yourself, the way that yes, internalize stuff. And, and um, I think I, I did a podcast about like internal conversations. They say that um, mm. I think the, the statistics is that 90% of people have talk. So it's not even about what outside people are saying. It's what you're actually mm-hmm. saying to yourself. So Absolutely. a lot of times I think it's not really that they don't qualify you or they don't trust you. It's that they don't probably don't trust themselves. And that's something that as entrepreneurs, especially I know in your space as a coach, you have to, you're not just giving them the tools to in their singleness or, you know, in that arena or even prepping their sermons, but really how do you, um, make them feel like the authoritator in this position and that they are the expert giving this information to the people that they serve. And that that's a whole nother, I'm really considering before the end of the year, perhaps taking some kind of class of, Mm -hmm. um, I guess not mindset, but like, you know, just the psychology of people, because there is something to be said about how people, because there are some people who like to, again, be associated with people who ride around in Lamborghinis in Atlanta (laughs) and they have their hair always done and they got long nails and, you know, um, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, honey. I like a good wig just as much as the next person, okay? okay? Lace front me. (laughs) Lace front me, okay? (laughs) Okay, that ain't no problem. Look, I like to get my face beat just like the next lady. I got my nails done right now. Girl, me too. I get pedicures year round, okay? Again. But the other, the piece really is, is that um really what you what are you telling yourself like what are you associating yourself with there is something to be said because this this other thing too sometimes people like all right if you look like this they haven't even qualified if you can do the job but if you look like this then i believe that you can do the thing you're saying because you look like the person who i you want look to look part. like right yeah. when i get to the yeah, success yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yep so tell me about your programs and your mentorship and how people can be connected to you. Yeah. Okay. So I am right now in this space. I'm actually working on my next um, cohort. Um, it's called Elevated Woman. And so it's going to be a six-week mentorship program where I am working specifically with women that are in ministry, but also feel as though they have a call to do business as well. Okay. And so I am super excited about this. I'm rolling out some some other courses and I'll tell you a couple of the uh, topics that we're going to be covering during this uh, six-week mentorship. One of them is called Daughters Not Delilah's. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're really going to be diving in a little bit more. What does that look like to be a daughter? Because as you mentioned earlier, you know, you grew up in the Pentecostal church. Sometimes I feel as though we get complacent or we get comfortable inside the walls of the church Mm -hmm. that we don't really, really utilize our gifts and our talents and take them outside the walls of the Mm -hmm. church. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there is a um, opportunity that I'm really kind of developing right now with one of my contracts where my focus is to really kind of take these individuals that have these gifts in the church. So mm-hmm. let's say for instance, you're a youth minister and you love working with young people and young people really connect with you. Well, you know what? There are contracts. There are procurement opportunities that you can get to be able to work with youth on a whole nother scale mm-hmm. in the community. And so I'm really trying to bridge that gap to make sure that people that are inside the church, ministers, second tier leaders, or just whatever gift or anointing that you have, that you can also utilize that outside of the church, Mm -hmm. bring in additional revenue that's going to ultimately benefit your church, right? Right. And be able to reach out to the community more. Um, And so that's just one of the mentorship uh, opportunities that I am that's coming up um, in the month of April. And you can find out about that at elevatewithje.com. And then I'm also going to be launching a mentorship opportunity for those specifically that just want to hone in on public speaking Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship, because there's a whole nother curriculum that kind of goes along with that, right? Right. And so with me trying not to just limit myself to women that are in ministry, I want to work with people and make sure that they thrive not only in their calling, but in their career. Mm. Because sometimes I think people end up getting frustrated Mm -hmm. because they spend so much time over here in their career, but then their career really isn't really what they want to do is what pays the bills. Right. But there is a space and they can coexist where you can also operate and function in your calling and your career and make your coin. And so that's what I simultaneously, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm really focused in on trying to make sure that women can do and know how to do. So that's just really my goal. Like my goal this year is I want to be able to work with a minimum of 50 women and really kind of help them bring those two together so they can have that fulfillment in their life outside of nine to five. And you will reach that goal. We manifest yes. that right now. You go. I receive it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So you guys, make sure you check the show notes. I'm actually going to, but um, put Je's um links and her website in the show notes so that you can grab her single ladies only devotional ebook or maybe yes. her seminar prep for effective um. <laughs> messaging and all that fun stuff I'm gonna make oh you're gonna call it all out girl yeah appreciate it. look i'm not look this is the other thing i have no there I, there is no space if you are connected to me and we're connected now you've been on the potty we talked talk to the dms right I, deal, I am not right? humble about any of my friends that's the point blank in the period so you go be i am a hype woman okay i'm look you look good today Look, you wearing that hat today. Look, I am that right, girl. We gotta support each other, right? You know what? And this is something that I tell my friends all the time. I said, true friendship is really knowing what your friends do, so that you can mention their their name in a room that they might not be in. Say it again. Say it again. That's right. Like that's really what it's Mm -hmm. about. Like I want to know what my friends do. I want to know how they show up because guess what? I might not be able to, but let me connect you with this individual Mm -hmm. because she can do it. Oh, this is the person that you need to connect Mm -hmm. with. So I'm like, if my friends don't know what I do and they're not dropping my name in rooms that I'm not in, we're not friends. And that's and that's the fact, Jack. (laughs) That's the fact. 
Thanks, Jack. Okay, that's the point blank in the period. Thank you so much for making time to be on the podcast today. Oh, and I hope that so everyone connects with you. Yes. So you guys, like I said, I'm going to put Miss J.E.'s information in the show notes. I hope that you connect with her. If you are, I also said that this is a season of pivot for entrepreneurs. And I feel like that that goes for everyone. And also this is Women's Month. I mean, what what is a yes. better time to get aligned, refocus? Because, you know, you stop doing those um, New Year's Eve resolutions. So I need y'all to get get back right. <laughs> <laughs> have a come to Jesus moment with yourself and be honest and have some self-awareness mm-hmm. and um, really if you've never experienced a coach I promise you that I've had multiple coaches and mentors in my life and yeah. every one of them have, have served a different purpose in my life and I would mm-hmm. not be where I am or who I am without their assistance in um, nudging me in the right direction and helping me through things that I was unaware of or just need a correction in and, and also let's be in a season of correction because you don't know everything. Um, you shouldn't know everything. And you shouldn't mm-hmm. want to know everything or have to do all the things either. Okay. I love it. I'm with it 100%, girl. Yes, Did yes, the same yes. Thing. yes. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. And of course, I have two things for you guys. I'm rooting for your win. And I hope that you have the best day ever.